Hello, welcome to Off Curve. I'm Wicked Good, and I am talking to you about Hearthstone uh, from the comfort of my streaming lair. It's Sunday, August 1st, 2021, uh, a couple days before the United and Stormwind release. And, and I did post about this on Twitter, but I realized I really ought to put out at least a short episode explaining what's happening with the card reveal, card review this time around. Um, and, and I'll have a link in the show notes to the full thing that I posted on Twitter. Um, but just wanted to, you know, uh, what it comes down to is that the, um, the card reveal is a lot, right? And, um, it's something that, um, that I've done ever since, you know, Journey to Angoro when Andrew asked me to do the first one. And, and I love doing it. Um, but it's a lot of work, right? It's a lot of work getting the, the spreadsheet set up, getting all the stuff input into the spreadsheet, rating all the cards, going through it, you know, conferring with other people to make sure you're not missing anything. And then, you know, Matt and I will record the card review at six hours over two days, along with several hours of editing. And... It's something that I, I'm not going to speak for Matt or, or for Andrew in the past, but I, I'll just speak for myself, you know, and, and the reason I do it is really a labor of love. And it's it's because I'm super excited about the, the expansion and about the game and, and and everything else. Right. And I think the 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 events of the last couple of weeks, and if you haven't heard what I'm talking about, go listen to the last episode. Um, cause I went through it in detail and I don't want to get too derailed with that, but, um, the events of the last couple weeks have really kind of made it hard to get excited enough to do that. Um, you know, and, and Matt and I talked about it and, and we had a conversation when this first started happening and I, and I told him that I didn't want him to feel like this was an obligation. Um, which was basically somewhat me saying that to myself too. Um, but I, I, and I, the thing I told him is that it needed to be a hell yes from both of us if we were going to do this. Cause the last thing that I want to do is phone in the card review. I know that it's something that everyone looks forward to and really enjoys and, and I enjoy. And, and, you know, it's something, it's a, a pride in work thing, you know, that if we weren't up to it, I didn't really want to push it. Right. Cause like we could have done a card review and I think, and, and the, the combination is also that they, because of everything that was happening with the lawsuit, they, they revealed all like two thirds of the, of the set all at once, which is overwhelming, right? Because you're, you're trying to digest all of those cards all at once and you're not getting to see them in action. You're not getting to talk about them individually because, and, and, you know, people aren't necessarily focusing on the same thing. One of the nice things about reveal season, right, is when... The cards are revealed one at a time. Everyone's going to kind of have a conversation about it. You don't have all the information, but you can kind of give that card your full attention and then kind of come up with thoughts on it. And and even like the ones that are in the card reveal in the in the final reveal stream, like you'll see them used, right? Like you at least have an idea of like where the the designers are thinking that it needs to go. 
when you just kind of get a big dump like this, it's hard to do that. So it's a lot more work. And, and I think that a, a lot of what we were going to end up doing was like, oh, I don't know, you know, this seems fine. Right. And, and like, I had a lot of those cards where I just didn't, I didn't feel like I had enough context to really have an opinion. And so the, it was either we we're going to be figuring out on the flyer, we were going to be like, well, I don't know, we'll figure it out. Right. And, and I don't want to do that with the card review. Right. It means a lot to me. I know it means a lot to you all. And I don't want to do, I, I don't want to half-ass it. Part of my French. So, you know, Matt and I decided late last week that we, we were going to skip it this time around, which does not mean that we're never going to do it again. Right. I think that this is an extreme circumstance and this is a unique situation. This is a unique situation. Pardon my phone. Um, this is a, a unique situation that, um, you know, it requires a unique approach. And so I think that what, you know, well, I, I expect that for the next set, we very likely will go back to doing the card review and hopefully things will be much, much improved at Blizzard because that's really the, the important thing, right? Is that things improve at Blizzard to the point where we can feel good about things again. Um, and, you know, and then we don't have to have this kind of hanging over us. It, it's been a tough week to be a Blizzard contract, content creator and a fan. Um, I'm sure you all are feeling that too. Um, and, and I am still excited about the, um, about the, the new set. Um, I am hoping, I don't have a time yet, um, cause I'm still waiting on Maureen's schedule to finalize, but I'm hoping that Maureen and I will have the, um, our usual card opening stream, keep an eye on Twitter and discord for that. And, um, and I'll post information when I have it. Um, but you know, and, and obviously the podcast isn't ending. I mean, I'm recording an episode right now and, and Hat and I are still planning on doing the meta review episode um i think it's going to be like middle of next week so you know give give the meta like a week to settle and then we'll we'll record you know our thoughts and we'll still collect all the decks in the uh in the spreadsheet and everything else right so um yeah i, I just want to you know i felt like i owed that to to everyone because i realized i didn't actually record a podcast talking about this but i also i'm not going to make this the whole show Right. Like you, you didn't think you were going to get out of this without me talking about a few cards, did you? Um, I, I did do a theory crafting stream Thursday night and I found a couple of things that I think I just kind of want. I'm not this is not going to be a full card review by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but I think there are a few things that that kind of popped out at me as I was recording that that um, are worth discussing. Right. So, um, I mean, and we'll, we'll start with Shadow Priest because obviously, you know, if you know anything about me, you know the Priest is a class that is near and dear to my heart. And I got very excited when Shadow Priest was announced, and then we saw the cards, and Shadow Priest seemed kind of disappointing. Right? Um, but I think I found a way to make it work. Um, so, and I'm, this is not going to be going through the full deck, but just kind of like some thoughts around Shadow Priest, right? Like, I don't think that this is a tempo deck. Um, it's it's at best a mid-range deck, which is fine, right? Like, um, we need mid-range decks in the meta. And, and Priest hasn't even really had a mid-range deck in a while. It's been a minute. So um, I, I am interested to play like what a mid-range Priest is going to look like. And I'll have links to... Um, to these, these theory crafts in the show notes as well. Um, 
but I, I don't think like a lot of the cards that were revealed, um, things like, um, like the, the one drop, uh, which is called void, void touch attendant where both heroes take one extra damage from all sources. I don't think you're going fast enough to really be able to do that without getting like massively smacked back with that and, and again and similarly like shadow cloth needle which is the two mana zero three weapon after you cast a shadow spell deal one damage to all enemies lose one durability like people are calling that altruist and i do not think that that's altruist because first of all you're gonna need three shadow spells that you probably want to play in close succession in order to really get value out of this and if not then three damage really isn't doing all that much and by the way the reason that altruist was generally backbreaking is because a you had skull of the skull of the of Gul'dan which made everything cheaper, and B, you were generally getting Twin Slices to activate that, which meant that there was, in addition to clearing out all of the taunts and everything else that was in the way, you also get to smack your opponent in the face for like 10, right? So I, I don't know that Shadowcloth Needle is really necessary. I mean, Twilight Deceptor seems like a card that's probably going to be in there just to give you the, give the, the deck more draw. But I think Void Shard's really the MVP of the deck. I think that people are really sleeping on Void Shard, um, which is the four mana lifesteal shadow spell uh, that deals four damage. So first of all, this goes face, which is a big deal, right? I mean, this is four mana, four damage face, which is not to be dis um, you know discounted. Well, it, it probably will be discounted with palm reading, but it's it, it's something that you shouldn't sleep on, right? Because like priest priest decks that have not been full control have just ne not really had a way to end the game since mind blast was um since mind blast was rotated like you had holy fire but i mean come on <laughs> you know holy fire was six mana for five damage it was a lot i mean we played that in mind blast priest as some additional reach but it, it was too expensive but four mana four damage is a lot right you get to play two of those you'll probably discover more of them um, and, and, you know, even if you're using it for removal, like, that's fine, right? Like, four damage is a pretty good breakpoint, and you really do want that damage to be able to go face. In addition to the hero power, I think that's kind of kind of how you're going to get over the top. And, and the way I ended up building the deck was, uh, you can't, again, you really can't do, like, a tempo, a tempo deck, per se. Um, but I did put in the corrupt package with um, Zanesh, because... Um, Insight and Auspicious Spirits are the two corrupt spells, and they're also shadow spells, right? So I kind of looked at it like putting together a TFT comp, like, okay, well, I've got these these synergies, and these two cards are in both, so let's try to put them together and see what happens. And it looks pretty good, actually. Um, again, I'll link that in the show notes, but it seems like a, it seems like a corrupt priest as we've played it before, but with reach, which has always been kind of the problem with corrupt priests. Like, if you're if your minions didn't get there, like, yeah, you had, like, the circus medic um, damage, but it just wasn't enough, usually. So, like, you, you get kind of out-healed, or you just lose board, and then that would be at the end of it. But sometimes just getting the big minions um, alongside being able to, you know, have the, the burst from Void Shard and Circus Medic and the Hero Power, um, I, I think that might work. So that's something that I'm looking at from um, from Priest. I, I do think the quest is, is a bait. I've talked about this on Twitter um, at length, but really it's it's going to be a very niche um, it's gonna be a very niche card for when like fatigue decks are in are are heavy in the meta, right? Like 
this is not something that you're going to just throw into Control Priest. I think this is more like like Hakar was, right? Or like Jades were intended to be. That they were a way to give you a win condition that can't be just like weighted out. But I don't think you really need that. Like unless that's a really popular deck in the meta. Like if you're able to do all of this against any other kind of deck, you've already won, right? Like this is saving you both a few minutes. But other than that, like if you can have the time to basically play a card up the curve and then play a seven mana five five a five mana seven seven and get the spell and then you can't play the you can't play the spell in the same turn um so then you need another turn in order to um to play the spell and actually win the game and then your opponent hasn't been saving a mutinous or a vulgin or whatever for that turn because like if you're finishing the quest you're playing a, a seven or eight cost card and then which means that you're not going to be able to play uh, Zyrella the same turn. So your opponent could just save a Mutinous or a Vulgin or whatever. Not a Lucia because you, you still shuffle it into your opponent's deck if you play the Lucia. But um, but either of those and then just kill it and then, okay, well, that's the end of it, right? So like against a slow deck, it's probably not going to make much of a difference because there are ways to counter it. Against faster decks, like you don't need this. If you were able to do all this, you already won the game. This is just saying you win the game. Um, so that, that's my thoughts on the quest. I'm not even, bo- I didn't even bother crafting a quest priest because I don't think you need to right now. Unless we see something like along the lines of like a dead man's hand warrior or something like that. I, I don't think, which again, in, that's in wild, but you know, some equivalent to that in standard. I don't think that you really do need it. But I am glad that they're, pl- they're playing, they're printing cards that will act as, you know, safety valves on the length of games, right? Because like, if this is the case, then you can play this and you can you know, counteract that. It might be like a last hero standing type of deck. But I wouldn't expect that it would be something you'd just be playing on ladder. Unless unless ladder really gets to generate. And, and then we have bigger problems. Um, I think people are sleeping on the, the Demon Hunter quest a little bit. Uh, Final Showdown. Which is the one where you draw four, four cards in one turn. And then um, you draw another. You have to draw five in one turn. And then five in one turn again. Uh, I built this with a um, with a Soul Demon Hunter uh, package, and that feels pretty good because first of all, the Soul Fragments give you extra draws in a turn, um, plus Glide is a card. So Glide will um, will complete any one of those steps by itself because you get the one draw from your hand, and then you get the four from Glide, regardless of whether you outcast it or not. The outcast only makes it. So that your opponent um, does the same, right? But you can you can glide at any point. You complete the last two steps of the quest, and then you also have the soul fragments to kind of help give you some more some more draws because they cast when drawn, right? And then you know what decks want to draw a lot and want to and and would benefit from getting a big discount. I think Soul Demon Hunter absolutely does, right? And then you like we haven't seen that for a while, but there are there there are. I mean, we can make Kane come back, right? We've got Iron Brown Brute, which is a six, uh, seven mana six seven with taunt that costs one less for each card uh, drawn this turn. That that clearly, um, I mean, at minimum it's a six mana six seven because you're never going to have a turn where you didn't draw at least one, right? So that's a pretty good rate in and of itself. And you know, with any other cards that you're playing or drawing rather, you'll you'll be able to get there. You still run a little Dari Inquisitor in that deck 
because you know it's good and then you you know you play the normal uh soul demon hunter stuff like it didn't really lose all that much it most it mainly lost um it mainly lost like the consume magic but now we have royal librarian for silence right so um i think it, i think it's a deck that could have some legs i don't know if this is the way to build it but i think that there's there's something there and i think people are being a little bit too quick to um to discount that so that's another one that i would keep my eye on um as far as um as mage is concerned i did build a a quest no minion mage i don't know if it's any good um i i do i mean the some of the cards that are in there that are worth i don't even know if you need the quest in this to be honest because um, it makes you run things like Ice Barrier and Oasis Ally um, and like Cone of Cold in order to get the quest done. So I don't know if that's really, really worth it. But I mean, I think First Flame, which is the um, the one mana fire spell, deal two damage to a minion at a second flame to your hand. And Ignite, which is the teal, two mana deal two damage, shuffle it Ignite into your deck that deals one more damage. Um, with, all the, with all the draw that uh, no minion mage has, right, I think those are good um good additions to the deck to the point where i had to cut mask of cthune in order to make room but i guess if you're if you're cycling ignites enough you may not care um that may be enough there i mean fire sales also in the deck um that's that's the other new card but other than that it's a lot of the same stuff with a couple of extra frost spells um worked in but i do think those two mage spells are going to make a difference i just don't know if it's going to make a difference in anything outside of like no minion mage i don't think um grand grand mages are antonitis is worth putting minions in your deck i mean first of all you have to put minions in your deck and you know once it gets to control where the fireballs go so unless you can clear out your your opponent's deck before playing it it's probably just going to get sunk into like a one one or whatever and i think it's going to be hard to get the kind of value out of um out of antonitis that you want um, so I'm, I'm a little bit further, I'm a little bit down on that. Uh, but I think that mage might get enough gas, even just in no minion mage in order to be able to, um, in order to be able to get there. Right. And then, um, I think warlock got some really interesting cards. I'm not going to talk about quest warlock. I, you, you've heard me, you know, sing the praises of delete warlock a lot. And I think the quest, the quest fits in there pretty nicely. But there's actually a pretty interesting um, handlock build that somebody, I think somebody's going to find. It might not be this set, but I'm pretty sure that there is enough here to make handlock a thing. Um, like, you're, you're getting a bunch of interesting cards in Warlock. I mean, Anathron is obvious, costs one of, eight mana, eight six, or six mana, eight six, costs one of your hand is full. Um, but we've also got like Goldshire Knoll, which is a 10 mana 5 for a rush, costs one less for each other card in your hand. Um, you've got Package Runner, which is a 3 mana 5, 6, can only attack if you have at least 8 cards in hand. Um, we, we got Humongous Raise Relief back in core, by the way. Um, and, and Defender of Arcus is still around. Plus there's also Lion's Guard, which is uh, 5 mana, 4, 6, Battle Cry if you have 15 or less health, game plus 2, plus 4, and taunt, so it becomes a, a 6, 10 with taunt for five mana if you're below 15 um it's not it's not the same i can't remember the name of the the demon that did that um because i i must have repressed the memory but i think there's enough here that you can again it may not be it may not be this set 
Um, and we obviously don't have Molten Giant, but I think that there's enough here to um, to be able to put together a decent handlock. Oh, also Dark Alley Pact is the other big one. Um, four mana, Shadow Spell, Summon of Fiend with Sats equal to your hand size. So that's basically Mountain Giant, right? Um, it, it's it's Mountain Giant or the the Summoner, um, Twilight Summoner, I think. I forget what it was. The, the six mana 2-2 two, two that summoned a, a demon with um, stats equal to your hand size. But this is for four mana by itself, which is really, really good. And it's a spell, so it's not going to trigger things like uh, mirror, mirror Image and whatever, Mirror Entity. So I think there, there's a, a decent amount going on in Handlock that somebody's going to figure out what that looks like. Um, you know, um, I, I think the other one that I would just keep an eye on um, is Canal Slogger. That's a card that really hasn't gotten a lot of discussion either in Shaman. Um, which is a 4-mana 6-4 elemental with rush and lifesteal with overload 1. I mean, there's enough overload synergies here that a 4-mana 6-4 rush lifesteal is a freaking big deal. Um, Control Shaman can use that too, in addition to the um, the quest that, that wants you to play cards with overload. So, I mean, overload 1 is not very much overload for something like that. That's a big deal. Like, I mean, 4-mana 7-7 didn't even have rush. So I, I would keep an eye on Canal Slogger. I think the other one that I'm a little bit further down on that I think a lot of people are very big on is Pandaren Importer, which is the um, two-mana Battlecry minion that discovers a spell not in your deck. I, I People keep talking about this in Shadow Priest, and I really don't think it fits. Because, like, I don't I don't think you... I mean, it's going the, you're going to be able to control the size of the pool based on how many spells you have in your deck. Right, so so that may be a your mileage may vary type of thing, but at the end of the day, like you generally, and I understand that you have a deck building restri restriction. This is getting around. I don't know that you want the holy spells that badly, right? Like, you know, I mean, there are some that don't have tags on them, like Draconic Studies as well. But like Renew is, it's not worth running that card to get Renew. Like Apotheosis, I don't think you super need it. If you're going faster, you're going to end up healing just by being able to remove minions more proactively um, in Shadow Priest. And, and you know, those are kind of the big ones, like like, like Apotheosis and Renew um, would be the big ones. But I don't know that you really need those. You can get them from Palm Reading if you really need them. But I think you generally want more spells that came in your deck than ones that didn't come from your deck. Um, if you're running enough spells to, to shrink the pool enough to make it worth it, then maybe, but I, I think that people are overrating that card. Um, and I think that it's it, it's not as good as Scorpid either, especially in um, in Shadow Priest, mainly because it doesn't have the hysteria um, the hysteria synergy, right? Like you can you can play a Scorpid and then um, and then hysteria. I think a lot of people really under um, underappreciate the impact of the poison on. Um, on Scorpid, because I think it, that makes a bigger difference than people realize. And I think when they start playing with Pandaren and Porter and it just gets cleared, I think they're going to they're they're going to think about why Scorpid sees play and this doesn't. All right, um, so that's going to do it for now. Again, I should have a pack opening stream on Tuesday. I will advise as far as um, time and um, well, it should, it's going to be on Tuesday and it's going to be on my stream, which is at twitch.tv/wickedgoodfm. Um, 
but I will advise on time on either my Twitter or in Discord or both. Um, my Twitter is, is at Wicked Good. The show's account is um, at Off Curve if you want announcements just for when new show when uh, new episodes go live. Um, there's also um, at offcurve.com slash masters tour. I have all of the Masters Tour qualifier and um, DreamHack Beyond stats. So if you're interested in that, if you're a competitive player, you'll want to check those out as well. Um, Discord is at discord.offcurve.com. We'd be very happy to have you. This is a really great time to um, to join the Discord because there will be a lot of discussion around the new decks. Um, I um, Ridiculous Hat and um, Pasca and I will also be well, I don't know if Pasca's in or, in or not, but I know how it is. Um, we'll be maintaining the um, the spreadsheet with um, all of the decks that come out um, from the first week or so of the expansion. Um, I will put a... Um, there will be a link to it. I don't know if I'm going to put it in the show notes until it goes live. But again, it'll be on my Twitter. So just just follow my Twitter and you'll, you'll get all that information. Um, I'll also have it in the Discord as well. And um, yeah, that's it. So enjoy the new set. Um, I will hopefully see you in my stream on Tuesday and uh, be good to each other. We'll talk soon. Have a good one.